Show Me Your Tech Stack is your new favorite marketing podcast. On this show, Eric Christensen, CEO and co-founder of Just Do Know, sits down with D2C merchants and pops the hood on what apps are in their tech stack. Why? To help e-commerce brands grow their business. You'll hear from both breakthrough and well-known brands about what apps they use, what they look at when evaluating tech, and the highs and lows of marketing. Follow the Show Me Your Tech Stack podcast to be notified of new episodes and leave us a review to show us some love. Now, here's your host, Eric Christensen. I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Okay. Well, well, today's an exciting day because I get to hand off the host role of Show Me Your Tech Stack to our very own Director of Sales and Partnerships, Derek Booth, who's who's online with us right now. Say what's up, Derek. What's going on, everybody? Looking forward to uh, taking on this task and this uh, responsibility. It's going to be fun. So it's January 2023, and, and we've been doing a lot of planning and kicking off. And um, it's perfect time for Derek to join us because he's been leading up and building uh, our partnership programs uh, ever since uh, Ocho handed it off. And you know, I think it might be good to 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 kind of start today to hear your approach to 2023 and partnerships. Um, as we we talk about in the show, all the different technology integrations that our own customers use. So, Derek, would you mind kind of sharing your your view on yeah. strategies? Yeah, one hundred percent. So, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, first and foremost, Eric, extremely excited to take on uh, uh, this podcast and um, and host it. But when we think of it in terms of 2023 and partnerships, really where I'm honing in on and I'm focusing on is being, you know, which is a part of our company's vision, which is being a customer centric and a customer focused company, um, which directly ties into partnerships. So um, there's several ways that we're doing that um, with what we're building into the product to put our partners that we integrate with front and center. Um, but most importantly, that's enablement for our client facing teams and our service partners to be able to use to be able to make the best use of the Just you know, platform to leverage and essentially supercharge everything else that they're doing with their business. Um, so the approach to partnerships is customer centric and customer led. Um, 2022 was really spent building the foundation of this and getting ready to launch this exciting time with our new product around the corner. Um, which some partners have jumped at the bit during the beta phase to help us test this out and iron out some of the kinks. Um, and we're really excited to see the amount of use cases uh, that are going to open up and uh, deploying of Just Uno in 2023 and enabling our partners and our customers. Did you see what's nice about this podcast? What we're working to do is really talk about present day, what everyone's talking about. I don't know if you saw Ocho's, Jenna Ochoa's post where she kind of forwarded Jared Fuller's article on technology partnerships in 2023 and really the role of it. And as, you know, as we look at our focus and who you're working with, you mentioned us being customer centric. It's all about, it's not just our product. It's how our product works with key technology integration partners. And, you know, we say, you know, technology partners, we say integration technology partners. What we've learned uh, just, you know, and 
part of what I'm excited about you continuing this podcast is sharing how we as a company view and adapt our own uh, integrations, partnerships, et cetera. Is this last year, you know, you really kind of helped us eye in on the separation between a partner that's integrated and a partner that is a technology partner. And they still can provide value, even though they're not integrated. For example, the buy now, pay later, they may not be fully integrated, but it's a key part to the customer experience. Exactly. And that is where, you know, what, what this current 2023 real focus is, who are those technology partners you should be working with in tandem, whether you're helping with the customer experience or you're helping with the first party, zero party data together to enhance that opportunity to convert that visitor. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head, um, kind of, kind of piggybacking off of that and elaborating, right. Um, you, you notice it quite often in partnerships. When you think of partnerships in the traditional term, you're thinking of, you know, people going to a partnership event, having a good time, having drinks. Oh, let me, you know, you know, send you a client that we know of. It's 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 different now. Um, it's different in the sense that uh, people want to use solutions that are going to communicate with what they're already using, um, and making that seamless uh, experience for their clients and their customers, and not rocking the boat too much. And I really believe that our platform is you know that last missing piece that a lot of businesses um, are missing um, to you know more or less accelerate their uh, accelerate their business. That stat that I stands out to me yep. recently is that the number one purchase decision when looking at new solutions is whether or not it integrates with their current stack. Yeah, I mean it, it it's huge because you're thinking in terms of cost to implement, time to implement. Time is of the essence with uh, a lot of companies, and they have to be able to make decisions quickly. Um, and uh, especially with the changing environment and all of the changes that are going on here, um, the more flexible and open uh, that your solution can be, um, it's really going to enable you to uh, deploy what you need to deploy to, to, to drive the initiatives that you're trying to drive. So as we look at our current state of Justuno and our partnerships and the focus to build the greatest experience for, the, for our visitors, so that we can increase conversions. Who are, let's build the, what I like to call the perfect conversion integration partnership checklist. Who's, let's run through the categories and yep. who we're super, super hot on right now. We've got, you know, the obvious, you know, e-com that's separate platforms that's separate esps we can talk about that but that's kind of like always been its core we know we need to capture emails sms and pass as much first party zero party data back to them well, we talk about the customer experience and the technology partners that focus on that on-site experience what are our categories yeah i mean we can we can run down the list here so um you know, speaking in terms of a business, obviously most businesses do have an email marketing automation platform, as you mentioned, Eric. 
and kind of piggybacking off of that SMS, obviously has become a huge player, which most of these marketing auto automation platforms have a component of SMS, but looking further past that, you have your reviews platforms and your user generated content platforms, which Eric, do you want me to go down the list or would you like me to just go over the categories first? Well, part of this is us, you know, what we're working on is this 2023 playbook of who our customers or listeners should be looking at when they're thinking like, okay, what technologies am I missing? And do they, do they play into it? And as we're talking about this, when someone's on their website, we have to understand what a customer cares about and, and what solutions are out there to help bring those answers to them. When we talk about, you mentioned reviews, you know, can you trust this website? Well, no better way than reviews. 100% user generated content uh, platforms as well. Um, and if we're just going down the list, you know, we'll 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 go down the list of some partners that we're working very closely with in 2023 that we're, you know, even working on building integrations with stamp.io, okendo, uh, reviews.io, yatpo, uh, trustpilot. Um, those are all companies that we have a very close relationship with that we are continuing to build upon uh, from a customer customer enablement standpoint in 2023. Um, just pilot is one that I still don't fully understand. You know, they, you see it on a lot of websites You see a lot of big sites. And oftentimes the trust pilot is, um, it's a small little, you know, trust pilot. You see it and it's like a reinforcement. What, what can you, Tell me, tell us more about Trustpilot. Like, update me on current yeah. present Trustpilot. Yeah. So, Trustpilot serves, I guess you would say, your non-traditional ecom. Um, so, we're thinking in terms of, uh, you, you know, hospitality industry, um, restaurants, um, uh, vendors that give services, uh, such as, uh, you know, uh, business, uh, you know, home remodeling businesses. Um, so Trustpilot really um, kind of excels in those verticals. And, uh, you know, Justuno is a platform that can be used seamlessly across various industries. And, you know, regardless of how you're running your business online, Justuno can be used for that. Um, and Trustpilot is a, a partner that we work with that really excels in delivering value for those types of businesses. So we have our user-generated content, lots of incredible integrations that can be used with that. Absolutely. Okendo, Okendo is the leader in that space. Yeah, I love how what Okendo is doing in terms of, they're building a product that reminds me of a company that understands uh, the customer. Meaning when you're reading a review, like, asking the basic question of like, what does a consumer really want to know about this person who wrote the review and, and how they actually interacted with the product. And, and secondly, the benefits of building a better product like that is you are now then capturing more data, zero first party data from the actual reviewer themselves. Yeah. Um, 
it's just a win-win uh, for everyone. And I think that model is, is one that as we look at this customer experience and the products that are there in 2023, we're going to start to see some real fun um, product innovation around that. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Lots of moving press. You know, looking at the, there's two categories that I kind of look at. It's like general site pages and then product pages. Someone's landing on a site for the first time. We're talking about what experience do we want them to have? What apps should they be in, be be presented to them at that immediate time? What messaging is important to them? The second is when they're on the product page, what information needs to be conveyed to them? What apps are available? The shipping world excites me. <laughs> when we first started, we got out of e-commerce. I said, I never want to, I never want to see a product again. I don't want to hear about logistics. It is just so it's such a tedious, difficult world when you're when you're a retailer. I've been really impressed with what all the different shipping apps have brought to the table recently because shipping is still remains the number one reason for card abandonment. And when it comes to repeat purchases, it's critical that a customer gets the product fast. When a customer is, when we, we go back to Jeff Bezos and his core principles of building a customer obsessed company, he understood the three key things customers want price selection, speed, and the our shipping integration partners provide that key component of speed and yeah. there's so much communication that happens and so many logistics yeah Tell you me. on the head speed logistics you know some of the partners that we're really focusing in and honing in on um our ship station uh ship bob uh after ship uh pretty damn quick you know, Whiplash, Rider, Shipper HQ. I mean, the list goes on. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you think of it from a perspective of, from an on-site experience, what matters to the client and the customer pre-purchase decision, um, you hit the nail on the head, Eric, right? Why is Amazon beating everybody two-day shipping? If that can be effectively communicated on the website as to what those shipping deadlines are, what those shipping timeframes are, um, and, and past that with the ability of the platforms to communicate effectively when the shipment is going to arrive and when it's coming and updating the client, um, that transparency is extremely important, um, which is, you know, where shipping and logistics um, platforms and 3PL providers like the ones that I mentioned are, you know, so, so critical for a business. Um, they're, they're, they're a must have and it's not sexy, right? But um, there's ways that you can leverage, you know, those partners that you're working with on, on, on your website and, and communicate that effectively to your clients and prospective clients as well. So as we're, we're kind of running through our different partners and categories on a, as we step back from like a management perspective for other partner managers, how would how are you approaching your relationships with, with these, you know, the, some of these core partners we just talked about from a like co-marketing um, perspective? Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack. 
Um, usually when we're looking in terms of co-marketing, uh, co-marketing is usually the way that we kickstart a lot of our relationships and it gives us a good idea and a good understanding of how we can partner with that, um, you know, that partner. And what we found too, is that, you know, the, the relationships that have solid partner marketing teams also lead to solid, uh, a, a solid partnership enablement and activation um, for our ground level employees and just for the partnership in general. And, you know, surprisingly enough, I mean, events are always powerful, right? Um, but I, I don't think that we can disregard the importance of just having solid content and being able to effectively co-market with partners and being able to create enablement content that enables your customer facing teams. That's really the most important thing. And so, you know, from a co-marketing standpoint, what we're doing is we're making sure that the content that we make together is stuff that can be used by both of our clients um, and both of our prospective clients as well to make it understandable as to what the value proposition is of using our two solutions together, whether that's through case studies, whether that's through you know customer success stories, and most importantly, making it simple and easy to understand and like, you know, transitioning this to the product, right? And then making the, the, the use cases deployable for the client facing teams or just for customers in general to be able to adopt and use all the aspects of their business that they're already paying money for um, or those that they're potentially looking into. So hopefully that. Yeah, no, it, you know, it reminds me of the conversations we we're having is that what is what is the end end goal here? Our end goal is that we can work with a partner to present how if we work together with our two technologies, we can supercharge their their end goal. And at that point, it makes it easier for our two teams to work together to say, hey, by the way, if this is a uh, a goal for your company, a conversion goal, an OKR, you know, the ROI you're looking for, whatever you're hoping to achieve. We have some core partners that we work with that we know by working in tandem, we can help your business grow. And that that's that thing that you know we're working towards, and is that you know that shotgun approach with partner marketing does not work. We've learned that time and time again. And so 2023, we're, we're working to hone in and narrow down who are, why are these, who are our core partner partners and why are we focusing on them? We have that. It's all about, you know, getting more conversions out of each visitor and what that means. We can run through the whole art, you know, all the checklist, all that stuff, but the end, and purpose is we only have so much time in the day. We only have so many co-marketing resources. Our dream by the end of 2023 is to have five, 10 core partners that focus on the same end goals for our clients, same conversion goals. And we have this story for each one that's easy to digest wow. and each team can work with it. So we actually feel really good about saying, hey, you know, 
by the way, you should talk to so-and-so over at our partnership because we have this right here package that works really well and could be great for your business. And I think, and I think the key thing, Eric, here is content with a purpose, right? You know, especially as companies change and as employees come in and out of companies, you know, what do you have in place to plug somebody in that doesn't know anything about your business to go, oh, okay, that makes sense what we do. Oh, okay, I get it. That's how we partner with this person. And you want it to be that easy because that your, your customer facing teams are going to be the people that are talking to your clients. And our clients that aren't going to be talking to any of us, maybe they're going to be digesting content. So what is that content directing them to do? Is the content just talking about strategies that are nice to have, but just having no action? And that's the thing. It's action-based content with a purpose rather than just content overload, right? And I think that a lot of businesses continue to do that. And, you know, we get a, a plethora of businesses that want to co-market us and that want to do business with us. But we make it very clear in the early stages that, there's a purpose behind our content that we create and this is our vision and this is our goal of like what we're trying to do and partners or companies that don't align with that vision just aren't a fit for, for us. Would you say that, I love that content with the purpose. Would you say that, that, that purpose is how a clear definition of how it helps the customer? Yes. It's value driven, ROI specific, benefit driven. Um, so yeah. on that note, I know we've struggled with it and be interesting to hear from, from others here as well is the, you know, ROI driven, what do we, you know, what problems have we had, which is natural, any solutions we're working on for finding that ROI with a partner, you know, we, where are we with that internally? Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge challenge, right? And a lot of it comes down to, you know, one thing that I talked to a lot of our partners during our partner activation sessions is a part of our process is identifying our champions. Who are the people that are using both of our solutions that love using our solutions, right? And those are the people that we are going to use to test and give us feedback on how the solutions are being used to direct then the deployment of the ideas and the enablement that we have, which then comes the ROI. So it requires a lot of resources. It requires, you know, having buy-in from your customer facing teams into the value of partnerships. It comes into, you know, having a good relationship with your merchants to begin with. <laughs> it comes with having a solution that is easy to use that your that your clients trust in. I mean, we can unpackage this as much as we want, but that's one thing that we're doing to really showcase ROI is using those testimonials and those use cases as, as a showcase for our ROI. But then what we're building into the product does directly that, right? Our product tells that story directly as is it connecting with the other solution and it being able to effectively show that ROI on the back end through, through, through the other solution as well, whether it's the review or loyalty platform or the email platform or whatever it may be. So it's that two-way showing and value benefit, I think is like, what, what is a win-win? Hopefully that 
I know. Yeah, I know. And but. what's in my head is, you know, this is for you and other, you know, kind of partner managers, et cetera, is what's your, what, what's your advice to other companies that deal with what we deal with ourselves internally and we deal with other partners internally is technology roadblocks. Yeah. Whether our, you know, development timelines, um, you know, you invest, you invest time into building a partnership, but then one of the partners isn't able to get the integration built. Yeah. Love to elaborate on that. And I think that that's what makes us such a powerful partner is our platform is flexible enough to find those workarounds with those roadblocks that are very common roadblocks that you run into. And at the same time, still being able to showcase that ROI, even without having the integration, which I think is very powerful because it tells a story that will enable you as a partner of ours to be able to tell that story to your leadership team, mm. right? If you can't get the resources that you need internally, like work with us, like we will help you tell that story to be able to get that and get and, and get what you need. I recall um, that one when... Um, I forget the names of the, uh, you know, there's a, a firm up in Seattle, you may know their name, who really kind of led this charge of this, like, partnerships being the new driver. Yeah. The, I was really shocked to hear how hard it is for a lot of companies and, and managers to get buy-in from leadership. Yes. That, that shocked me. And, and it's something we talk about here is, you know, how, you know, I say how fortunate everyone is that, you know, Travis, I, we buy in on this. Like we, we, from day one, have felt that, you know, better, deeper integration with our partners is you're going to win uh, in the end. Um, what's your advice um, to, to presenting to management, to leadership, to get buy-in? I love your idea. It's like all about having, having that. So you're, you already said it, actually, you have that test beta kind of. Yeah. It's the story that you're telling, right? It's the story. And whether you have a marketing push behind it or not, um, you know, there's several different ways that you can showcase ROI effectively in a presentation. Um, number of referral opportunities that have been generated, a number of, uh, you know, marketing qualified lead opportunities from, from, from you know, this initiative. Um, the direct impact of ROI from a revenue standpoint, I mean, those are the things that are going to speak to your leadership team. What's moving the needle from a growth standpoint for your business and, and, and oversimplifying it for them with the proof, with the proof of concept. Obviously, we can get into the leads, but that's those are the main things that you want to hit on. Well, the leads are really any business, you know, leads are the currency. And, and when you talk about it, NQL, SQL, quality of a lead, there's yeah. going to be no stronger lead than from a technology partners, account manager, telling a customer, doing a warm intro to your team saying, hey, we'd love for them to implement and test this yeah. two, two integrations. Um, and, and building upon that, Eric, it's the stickiness of your solution and your platform, right? Um, if you get a referral from a partner that you're deeply integrated with, the customer is going to see so much more value in that partnership that it's going to be a, a more difficult decision for a customer to leave that if it's something that's providing serious ROI for their business. Well, 
you know, we're coming up on our, our 30 minute mark here and we could talk forever. And, and, but what I'd like to do today is kind of pause here and I'm really excited to hand, hand this show off to you because, um, you know, if, if you haven't picked up Derek's knowledge is it crosses over into multiple areas into this, into our business and in our industry and to strategies, integrations, and, you know, the time is now for partnerships and integrations. Um, so it'll be fun to watch uh, 2023 come together here. And, you know, with that said, um, I'll sign off and I'll, I'll hand off to you, Derek. <laughs> looking, looking forward. Hey, I, I don't know if I can run it as well as you did, but I, I promise we'll, we'll make momentum as the year, as, as the year goes on. So uh, thanks for handing this off to me, Eric. <laughs> All right, sweet. All right. Thanks, Derek.